Welcome to Decoding the Crimeverse. I'm Nalzi Lee. And I am Danny. And this week... Nolene has been excited. Can I tell you, we had a, we literally finished recording last week's show and Nolene was like, we are doing this topic. I yes, like, we are. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. I, I had a dream about it and I was like, well, I'm joking, I didn't dream about it, but like... I did just... How did you even come up with it? Like On the Thursday night, I was just wondering to myself, like, where he is. And then I was like, wait... Oh. He committed a crime. So if you then, don't know who we are talking about, we are talking about... Oscar Pistorius. We are. And, and if you don't know who he is... Okay, he... No, well, he was big. It was a big case in South Africa, but like if you don't follow South but, African news, I mean, you no, know. but he was a gold medalist at the Paralympic Games. Yeah. And, I mean, he even ran in the normal Olympics. Did he? Yes. Oh, and he, he like, was a big I think deal. they were in the, I think, I don't know which race he won. I think it was a relay or something. He was in like the silver team or something. So, I mean, yeah, man's was fast. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. But he is better now known for the murder of Reva Steenkamp. Oh. Yeah, he was going so well. <laughs> and then he fell. <laughs> wow. But I didn't mean that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, I'm um, sorry, we so did not plan this. I promise. <laughs> it was not planned. It's been a long week. <laughs> That's all I can say. So, we're going to give you some background. So, Oscar Pistorius, his full name is Oscar Leonard Carl Pistorius, and his by name is the Blade Runner because he doesn't have legs. Really, guys? Yeah. Okay, he was born on the November the 22nd, 1986 in Johannesburg, South Africa. Wait, was Blade Runner after like him or did he come after Blade Runner and then they just named him Blade Runner? Because there's a movie or I it's think, series or I something. I just think he's called Blade Runner because oh. he runs with blades Thank instead you. of feet. Yeah. Okay, so he was a track and field sprinter and he basically, he has below the knee amp- amputation. So they cut off. And then, yeah. Yeah. So he's got to walk, he's got to walk with prosthetics. So in 2012, La- London Olympic Games, he became the first amputee to compete on the Olympic track. He is also the first Paralympian to win a medal in open competition. We earned a silver medal for the contribution to South Africa in the four times 400 relay team in the 2011 International Association of Athletics yeah. World Championships. And yeah, so he was. I mean, he was a role model for a lot of children yeah. in those days. I mean, before his murder cases, everyone was like, Oscar Pistorius, Oscar Pistorius, yeah. you can do anything if he can run, you know, all that motivational yeah. nonsense. Anyway, Pistorius was born without a fibula bone in either of his lower legs. And his, um, like we said, his legs were amputated below the knee when he was 11 months old. And six months after that, he learned to walk on fiberglass pegs. His parents encouraged him to participate in sports and he played water polo and rugby in secondary school until an injury in 2003. He then began running to rehabilitate his knee and after that obviously found that he was really good at it. Yeah. And that's when he obtained his first carbon fiber, fiber prosthetics which then got him the name Blade Runner. And he won the 200-meter event at the 2004 Paralympic Games in Athens and claimed a bronze medal for the 100 meters. So Athens is pretty. Just saying. Right? 
I just realized I stapled my script. <laughs> Weird order. I don't know what is going on. Okay. So now, who was the murder victim? We have Reva Rebecca Steenkamp, who was born on the 19th of August, 1983. And she was a South African model and paralegal. She modeled for HM, FHM magazine and was the first face of Avon Cosmetics in South Africa. She worked as a live roaming presenter for fashion TV in South Africa and starred in television adverts for Toyota Land Cruiser, Clover, The One, and a whole bunch of others. And she was was also a celebrity contestant on the BBC lifestyle show Baking Made Easy in 2012 and on Tropica Island of Treasure Season 5, which aired on SABC 3 in February 2013. So she was was a big... She was not a a nobody, if I can put it like that. Like, people knew her face from somewhere. Yeah. So, the story. The track star made headlines of a different kind in February 2013 after his girlfriend was found dead in his home in Pretoria, South Africa. According to police, Denkamp was shot and killed on the morning of February the 14th, 2013. Valentine's Day is not for killing. Yeah, it's really <laughs> not. With bullet wounds in the head and one arm, Pretorius was soon named the suspect in the case. Now, we're going to read you his version. So, I'm at, literally, this is how he described the events. And then we're going to go into the trial and what we think happened. Yeah. By about... 10 p.m. on February the 13th, we were in our bedroom. She was doing yoga exercises, and I was in bed watching TV. My prosthetic legs were off. We were deeply in love and could be could not be happier. Mm-hmm. I have received death threats before. I have also been the victim of violence and burglaries before. For that reason, I kept a firearm, a 9mm, under m- my bed when I went. T- so he always had a, a gun yeah. under his bed. During the early morning hours of February the 14th, 2013, I woke up and went out to the balcony to bring in a fan and close the sliding doors, the blinds and the curtains. I heard a noise in the bathroom and realized someone was in the bathroom. I felt a sense of terror rushing over me. There was no burglar bars across the bathroom window and I knew contractors who worked at my house had left ladders outside. Although I did not have my prosthetics on, I had mobility on my stumps i believed someone had entered my house i was too scared to switch on the light i grabbed my nine millimeter pistol from underneath my bed on my way to the bathroom i screamed words to affect for him or them to get out of the house and for reva to phone the police it was pitch dark in the bedroom and i thought she was still in bed i noticed that the bathroom window was open and i realized that the intruders were in the toilet with the toilet door being closed. So they had, um, in some houses, you've got the bathroom and then like the toilet's in its like, own separate little yeah. thing with a door. So that's what they had. I f- it filled me with horror and fear of an intruder being in my inside my toilet. I thought that they must have entered through the unprotected window. As I did not have my prosthetic legs on, I felt extremely vulnerable and I knew I had to protect Reva and myself. I believed that when the intruders came out the toilet, we would be in grave danger. I felt myself trapped in my bedroom and I was obviously limited on mobility. I fired shots at the toilet door and shouted for Reva to call the police. She did not respond and I moved backwards out the bathroom, keeping my eyes on the bathroom entrance. Everything was pitch dark in the bedroom and I was 
still too scared to switch on the light. Reva was not responding. When I reached the bed, I realized that Reva was not in the bed, and then it dawned to me that she must have been in the toilet. I returned to the bathroom, calling her name. I tried to open the door, but it was locked, and I rushed to the bedroom and opened the sliding door to the balcony and screamed for help. I put on my prosthetic legs, ran back to the bathroom, and tried to kick the toilet door open. I think I must have turned on the lights. I went back into the bedroom and grabbed my cricket bat, and bashed open the toilet door. A panel or panels broke off and I found the key on the floor and unlocked the open door. Reba was slumped over but alive. I battled to get her out the toilet and pulled her into the bathroom. I phoned Joanne Stander, who was involved with the administration of the estate, and asked him to phone an ambulance. I also phoned Netcare and asked for help and went downstairs to open the front door. I returned to the bathroom and picked Reva up, as I'd been told not to wait for the paramedics but to take her to the hospital. I carried her downstairs in order to take her to the hospital. On my way down, Stander arrived. A doctor who lives in the complex also arrived. Downstairs, I tried to render the assistance to Reva that I could, but she died in my arms. I was absolutely mortified by the events and the devastating loss of my beloved Reva. With the benefit of hindsight, I believe that Reva went into the toilet when I went onto the balcony to bring the fan in. So that's his version of events. Now... The whole question of the trial was, did he kill her on purpose? Yeah. And it was huge debates yeah. at the time. I remember, 20, when was this? 2014? Yeah. I was like 13, 14 years old. I remember this clearly. Like, every day people would be like, did you hear what happened? It's the same yeah. kind of thing like what's happening now with Johnny Depp and Amber yeah. Heard. Everyone's yeah. talking about it at that time. Everyone was talking about Oscar Pistorius. Yeah. Everyone. It was everywhere. So we're going to go into the trial and then we'll give you what we think and our thoughts. So on March 3rd, 2014, the trial of Pistorius began. In addition to being charged with premeditated murder, he was also faced two separate gun incidents um, where they were unrelated to the death of his girlfriend and I and there's been stories of him with guns and stuff before yeah. there was one for example apparently he was looking to buy a gun from a friend yeah. and then the friend passed it to him under the table of a oh, restaurant yes, yeah, and it went sh- yeah. off but then he made the friend take the blame yeah. why are we doing this in a restaurant can exactly. I just ask anyway that's <laughs> he pleaded not guilty to all charges and claimed that he had been frightened in his home at the noise at the unknown intruder, which caused him to shoot at the bathroom door when coupled with the vulnerable state of mind without his prosthetic legs. So he claims that because, you know, he felt vulnerable, because he was probably quite small yeah. without the legs, and you've heard a noise, mm. and you... I mean, it could be quite it could be quite scary. So mm. that's what he claimed, is he did this all out of fear. Pistorius's neighbor, Michelle Berger, testified that she heard a blood-curdling scream from a woman on the night of the murder, followed by a man yelling for help three times. Berger also claimed to have heard gunshots. Prosecutors within the trial accused Pistorius of having argued with Steenkamp on the night of the murder, resulting in her locking herself in the toilet. As the trial progressed, Pistorius took the stand to defend himself. He offered his apologies to the Steenkamp's family before continuing to claim that he shot her by accident. During his testimony, Pistorius broke down in tears. I remember those pictures so clearly. Yep. Some observers were not swayed by this emotion as reports later surfaced that he had taken acting lessons before his court appearance, but he denied these claims. Now, I just want to, 
<laughs> that is ridiculous. I just want to. Amber quickly. should have taken. Did you hear what happened? I'm, I'm sorry. This is not anything side about pers- This is side <laughs> rant. Do you know that why Johnny Depp has not looked at her once in the trial? Oh, he said, you'll Do never you see, see my, my eyes. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, you tell her, Johnny. Tell her. Anyway, back to the ballistics of the Oscar story. Yes. <laughs> now, obviously, he fired four times. Yeah. Okay. And apparently, according to ballistics, there was a gap. Which means if someone then had cried out, he would have been able to, to tell hear. if it was an intruder yeah. or if it was Reva. Yeah. So the the defense tried to make it seem like he'd shot, shot four rapid yeah. shots. But the fact that there was a pause, mm. that's where things get interesting. But yeah. we'll, come, we'll come back to that. Especially if the neighbor heard a woman scream, then he would have heard it as well. No, exactly. And my thing is, another thing... When he was calling Reva, Reva, call yeah. the police, call the police. Do you not think Reva's going to be like, what's I'm happening? In the what's yeah. go- oh no, what's going yeah. on? What's happened? She would have said something. Yeah. It would have been, she can't be that much of a dead sleeper. Yeah. That if you are screaming yeah. for her to get out of bed and call the police, yeah. like, I understand. So, after a recess of a few weeks, the trial resumed in May. Prestorius' lawyers called a psychiatrist to testify that Prestorius suffered from generalized anxiety disorder. According to the Los Angeles Times, this condition was introduced as a possible influence on Prestorius and his deadly actions. However, the judge then called in another delay for the trial where Prestorius had to go and un- a full mental health examination by a team of psychiatrists. Prestorius was determined not to have any anxiety disorder, according to the psychological report released in that late June. His trial then remained, not remained, resumed and carried on for several more weeks before both sides presented their closing arguments. On September 11th, the judge declared that Prestorius was not guilty of premeditated murder. However, Prestorius was later found guilty of culpable homicide and in October he was sentenced to five years in prison, which is rubbish. Okay. On October 19, 2015, Prestorius was released from prison and placed under house arrest and correctional supervision for four years. In a speech given at Steenkamp's former school in Port Elizabeth, her mother, June, said that she had to forgive and move on with her life, which is a big of her, hey? Yeah. I mean, this is like two years, just yeah. two years after he's killed your daughter and yeah. you're ready to be like, no, I'm going to forgive him and move on. I think that is so big of her. I don't want him to be thrown in jail and be suffering because I don't wish suffering on anyone and that's not going to bring Reva back. On December 3rd, 2015, the top appeals court in South Africa ruled that Prestorius was guilty of first-degree murder of Steenkamp. The court believed that the misinterpretation of laws combined with the dismissal of circumstantial evidence had caused prosecutors to offer a lesser charge of culpable homicide in 2014. On the charge of first-degree murder, Judge... Eric Leach said I have no doubt that in firing the fatal shot the accused must have foreseen that whoever had been behind the toilet door might die yeah but reconciled himself to the events occurring and gambled with the person's life the identity of his victim is irrelevant to his guilt which I do agree with because you shot four times into a small toilet yeah there is where's she hiding behind like do you get what i'm mm. saying there is you were bound to hit and damage well not damage but injure yeah 
On July 6, 2016, the judge sentenced Pistorius to six years in prison for Stian Kamp's murder. However, the sentence combined with the South African National Prosecution Authority on the grounds that it was far too lenient and disappropriate to the crime. In September 2017, it was announced that the Supreme Court of Appeal would hear the state's argument against a six-year murder sentence with the court date scheduled for November 3rd. On November 24, 2017, South Africa's Supreme Court of Appeal handed down a new sentence of 13 years and five months to the falling sporting hero. Upon delivering the verdict, uh, the Supreme Court judge Justice noted that Pristorius has failed to explain multiple court hearings why he had fired the fatal shot and did not seem genuinely remorseful. The six-year sentence was shockingly lenient to the point where for something that was such a serious offense. Yeah. In response, the Stian Kamp's family lawyer and her clients feel that there has been justice for Eva. She can now rest in peace. At the time, it was unclear whether Pristorius has planned to appeal the sentence to South Africa, South Africa Constitutional Court. So it took forever this trial. Yeah. But I remember, I, I remember, I remember there was even the one time they were showing, I think it was an image of her head, mm. and he like refused to look at it, and he yeah. said, "I don't want to look at it. It traumatizes me every night, and whatever, whatever." So, what are your thoughts? First of all, I'd like to say South African courts are a joke. Yeah. Because, like, there's this joke going around the country where they say you get a lighter sentence for killing someone than doing any other crime. So if you're going to steal, kill someone, then you'll get a lighter sentence. If you're going to sell drugs, kill someone, then you'll get a lighter sentence. sentence? It was ridiculous. It was five years. For murder. For murder. And it's it's such a freaking joke. And for me, like, this guy is as guilty as guilty because I've watched a whole documentary series on their lives. It was actually reenacted. It was very nice to watch. Okay, that sounds wrong. <laughs> Not the killing <laughs> part, but the whole saying. thing, yeah. And, like, they showed, like, how abusive he was to her. And her friends also came on and everybody in her family said he was abusive. She became timid and that there were a lot of fights. No, he, and you know what? They were only dating for something stupid like three months. Yeah. Three months. Yeah. And I mean, I'd also heard from other sources that he had. I remember there was also the whole thing that when he once won a silver at some way, how he freaked out and was saying the other person was cheating. Yeah. Like he was like a sore loser. So yeah. he definitely had anger issues. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said earlier, if you're calling out, like, let's say I'm in, let's say I'm at home and I hear something. I'm screaming to my brother, David, David, David. And I'm like, I'm listening for his response. Because if he's not responding, I'm going to be like, where is he? Like, did something happen to him? Like, go check if he's fine. You're a man. Then you start. But, like, I just feel, and like we said, the ballistics. He waited, which Mm. means a scream would have gone yeah. out which means in the next shots he shot after knowing it was her yeah do you get what i'm saying and a lot of neighbors from that night said they heard a lot of arguing coming from mm. the house and then it was silent and then they heard gunshots and the scream and everything so honestly i think they were in the middle of a fight and he was just like, like lost it yeah because it, they also said he was very jealous and because yeah, she, no, she was beautiful and he would try and control her and try to get her like not to be around people. And if no, other guys were I, around I her, totally he'd be agree. fully I, jealous. You know, when you get into such that argument, but yeah. that person is just, and it just, and apparently she threatened south. to leave him. Yeah. 
And he was just like, mm. it was one of those, if I can't have you, nobody can. No, but I liked what this judge said. The identity of his victim is irrelevant to his guilt. Yeah. Even if it was an intruder. Yeah. He still shot four times. The yeah. person behind the door was dying. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't care. Because if you shoot once, maybe you then injured the person, the police can come. But yeah. four times. Mm. Four times. And there was a wait, a gap. Yeah. I don't know then. I don't know if he was completely overwhelmed by guilt afterwards or if that was just very good acting. Could be like for when me, you realize what you've done and you're he, like, oh, he my kept word. lying. So he's yeah. like the amber of that trial because even the ballistics <laughs> report showed that he wasn't on his stumps, he was on his stilts because the angle that at which the bullets entered the actual bathroom, oh, wow. he was actually standing on his stilts, he wasn't on his knees. So he lied so about, he lied that, about as that as well. Like, you, you, he's trying to make himself look more vulnerable mm. so that we can be like, ah, oh, shame. Yeah, he was literally no, but. Even despite that, guns in a house is very dangerous. We yeah, had, we had a family friend, and people did break into their house. Yeah, and so the father took out the gun, and he was like, "I'm gonna fire a warning shot," because mm. he heard something coming down the hallway, and he shot. Turns out it was his daughter, but because he shot down, daughter died. That's insane. Yeah, I wouldn't... No. I've heard stories of I'm kids just, getting a hold of parents' guns no, and killing just, someone. It's just, and no. It's, it's a just no a no-no. No. I don't want guns no. around me. I don't want guns in my house. It's just an... It's a, It's not even... It's it's an accident waiting to yeah. happen. Yeah. And case in point. But apparently also, he was being charged because he only had a license for one gun, but apparently he had like multiple in his house. Yeah. He was obsessed with guns, eh? Yes, there was. We were. I was. We were before this show. I went researching with the documentary I was watching. They were saying that for when he was still like a like a teenage boy, mm. like early twenties, like people were saying it was like not healthy the obsession he had with yeah. guns. Yeah, like he just wanted them. So yeah, I think they had a huge argument and he lost. Yeah, his cool, and he shot her. I think he was just so, especially if she was threatening to leave him. Yeah. I think he would have just. He was just like, pow, 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 pow. And then. Which is actually so sad because like we said, he was such an inspiration to mm. children and to many South Africans, I mm. think. And then he, well, he went and ruined his life. Yeah. But yeah, that is. And he's still in prison till this day. I went and searched to see. Good. He must stay there. He must stay there. I don't know why he's coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why? (laughs) Anyway, but that is all for this week. We will see you next time. But for now, until next week, no mourners, no funerals. Stay updated, stay entertained with ActiveFM by following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Gab, YouTube, and engage with us. Like, comment, share your thoughts, and repost.